Hi, I'm Randy from South Hadley, Massachusetts. The Sound of Young America is an independent production supported by listeners like you and me. If you'd like to donate to support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Live on tape from my house in Los Angeles, I'm Jesse Thorne, and this is The Sound of Young America from MaximumFun.org. Radio sweetheart, on the airways, it's the sound of young America. Maximum It's the sound of young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. My guest on the program is the rapper Blue. With his production partner, Exile, he released the album Below the Heavens last year. Blue, welcome to the sound of young America. Yo, I'm right here. I'm chilling. What's up? What's up, young America? What up, young world? Hey, young world. That was a good intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so... work on it. There's very little information about you. You're a young guy. Um, there's not that much out there, so I want to kind of put together your your biography, okay. um, if we could. Uh, yeah. Your folks were were really young when uh, when you were born, um, yeah. and they I know that they split up. How how old were you when they split up? By three, four, or something. What do you remember about their relationship when you were a little kid? I actually don't even remember uh, my dad during that time. I just remember him once twice where we lived, like two different places we lived, I remember seeing him, I got like one moment from each place of my dad. But my mom, different things like uh, taking me to night school with her, you know what I'm saying? I remember walking across the bridge. I don't know what school that was, but it was like over the freeway when I was little, eating McDonald's in a class and um, like my birthday, I remember being at my grandma's all the time. Did you split time between your parents, or or did you uh, live mostly with? Um, your they were living together at first. Are you talking about after this? Yeah, when they when period? they split up. Um, it was mostly with my mom, and uh, I would visit my dad, you know, occasionally. Why one moment, like it wasn't like a legal thing. He would just come through, you know, you know, yeah, it's cool, blah blah. But at one moment, one time period, uh, probably like after junior high or something. They were trying to get legal with everything. So then he got custody of me because I wanted to stay with him. So it was like they were trying to get legal on him, and it kind of flipped it on him. You know what I'm saying? He kind of came out with the the better hand. But, yeah, it's a lot of crazy stories, man. Um, and growing up, though, it's dope, though. Everybody has crazy stories. You know what I'm saying? Did your mom remarry when you were a kid? Yeah, definitely. I was six. She remarried to Kevin Payne. That was my stepdad. He was a reverend former pro boxer, um, you know, turned turn reverend. His dad was a pastor of the church, so I grew up in the church, you know what I mean, under under Kevin Payne. Are you a religious guy yourself? I'm a spiritual guy. I got to a point where I was just like, after high school, it was like my choice that I want to go to church, you know what I mean? And then, you know, I would go and I would see what it would do for me. But after after learning more, you know, about different religions and about, everything <laughs> you know astrology did, to people's personal opinions and models on life after you get all that and you start developing your own thoughts about things it was like um i would still go to church but it would do different things for me you know what i mean now it's like i go to church to see what it does for other people well, what do you see you know you see people give their testimony and why they're in there and like the type of people that are in there in different areas and um, what they've been through. You see all kind of like, I want to get into film a lot. And that's 
a major inspiration into me wanting to get into film is the different characters you meet like in church you know what i mean in life you meet different people in school that's been like a lot of things have been touched on a lot but like church it's like it's different you go there for like people go there to let things go so you you're at you know you're witnessing people let go like these this heavy shit you know what i'm saying it's like it's dope and you go there humbling yourself so it's like you see these people at these like humbling moments in their life you know Yo, I'm trying to get to this place that my grandpa told me about as a child. Told me only if you can make it in the faithless ain't allowed. Be a star out your game and name above the clouds. And if you miss, you at least be amongst your own crowd. I smile cause now I see what he meant. I see it in the eyes of mothers when they uncover their sins and repent. Getting closer to Jehovah on their old knees bent. Praying our mind frame switch and these times change quick. But I hate to say it brother, the youth is too stubborn, too stuck on themselves. To ever think about others, they must uncover the scales on their eyes. I caught lies, leading the deaf, dumb, and blind to a place my mom told me about. Where your sins get cleansed, cause they bathe in flames. And the only route out is to shout out his name. I was trained to be a soldier for God, but as soon as I used my own thoughts, I kinda got lost in a small call reality. Where hell is a fallacy, and heaven is a fantasy created by man, so don't believe in it. You came here with nothing and you're leaving with nothing, so retreat from this world of deceitfulness. My people, it's time to rise. Realize it's a heaven, whether you think it's inside or in the Sky reach for it, before it's gone internally, and you stuck here below the heavens for eternity. Whose world is this? You mentioned wanting to be like your dad when you were in church with your stepdad. Yeah. What, what was it about your dad that you wanted to be like? Um, he used to wear Jordans. Um, he, <laughs> he played hip hop music and really loud. Uh, he had loot. He would buy me all kind of stuff. He was just a G. He'd just drive around. He had all the cool homies. You know what I'm saying? I was like, damn, Leon Crenshaw, holla. And then I got to go back to like, uh, but then I'll go to like Ontario. You know what I mean? I'd be like, I'll be that's in Ontario. That's like, Ontario, Southern California, not Ontario. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 Canada. Big up. We just got back from Canada, Ontario, Canada. Hamilton, actually, it was dope. Um, but uh, yeah, Ontario, California. It's like cows and. I was going to say somebody wanted to say <laughs> the whole thing. Cows and... Uh, a convention center? They have a convention center there. I went to a convention there once. What? In Ontario? Yeah, I know they Ontario. got the Ontario Mills, the malls. Like, the there you go. Small in Cali <laughs> or something. But, uh, was it your dad that introduced you to hip-hop? Yeah, yeah. But like not like, uh, f- like this is hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? It was just like he would bump it. You know what I mean? He, was, uh, he gave me a uh, bad on cassette when I was like, Probably in 87, I realized, I just realized it came out in 87. I'm trying to remember when he gave me this tape, you know what I mean? And uh, I think it was around that time because my dad was pretty up on what was coming out, you know what I mean? I remember my dad had the same kicks, uh, LL was rocking, standing on the hood, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, Psh, this is the ill. As soon as I get home, my mom like took the tape, you know what I mean? No, no, no. Actually, I kept that tape at my grandparents' house. She took my like... uh when I actually started buying my own tapes, Montel Jordan, um, TLC's digging on you. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Hip hop classics. Montel, Montel Jordan. <laughs> Who did I say before Montel? Oh, D'Angelo Brown Sugar. Like I had uh, some first of the month Bone Thugs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the the cassette singles from the Slauson. 
You ever been to the Swasson Swap Meet? I know you just moved. I on. haven't been to the Swasson Swap Meet. No. Cassette singles. That was the spot when I. You were copping Cassingles. Were they? Were they retail Cassingles or bootleg Cassingles? No, they were. They were. They were. Uh, I bought a few. I bought a few. Jump offs. I, I bought a few bootleg cassettes at the Swap Meet. Cassingles, yo. That's it. I never. Yeah, I was like, did he say he said it wrong twice, yo? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm wrong. <laughs> no, I'll just write that. So yeah. tell me, tell me what when you started having musical aspirations. When did you when did you start MC? Um, after I copped DMX's first album, Stark and Valentine, uh, I was just like, oh my! Like my dad would bang like Too Short, Tupac. You know what I mean? Mainly, so I would hear pimp shit and like these really passionate tales. Every now and then he'll play like Scarface's uh, The Crying. I never seen him. A man cried till I see a man die or stuff like that. I'd be like, damn, like these real passionate. But I'd be like, all this shit is whack to me. I don't know. I'm sorry. I was just young and I just wasn't feeling none of this shit. Um, I was actually feeling Timberland and Magoo. Um, (laughs) Somebody played it for me at like ninth grade or something. I was like, damn, they dope. But anyways, um, oh, yeah, I got DMX's first album. And he had like this ill spiritual side, but he was like raw, like, you know, like everybody my dad listened to. And I just moved over there. So I was like, pump. I was like, yeah. And I just had my stepmom bought me my first CDs, which was Mace Harlem World, Will Smith, uh, Big Willie style, and The Firm. And so I went through my phase of each of those being my favorites. You know what I mean? Those are my first disc man material right there. So I soaked those up at night. Like, yo, Will Smith is the illest. And I was like, this shit is so whack. Mace is smashing Will Smith, right? And I was like, then I actually heard DMX on Mace's joint. And that's where like, yo, I got to peep this 24 hours to live. And then DMX came on. It was like the grimiest rap I ever heard. I was like, damn, if he had 24 hours to live, this fool would do the craziest shit out of everybody on the song. 24 left until my death. So I'm going to waste a lot of lives, but I'll cherish every breath. I know exactly where I'm going, but I'm going to send you there first. And with the shit that I'll be doing, I'm going to send you there worse. I've been living with a curse, and now it's all about to end. But before I go, say hello to my little friend. But I got to make it right, reconcile with my mother. Try to explain to my son, to my girl, I love her. See, four up under the coat, snatch up my dog. Turn like three villains on walls, speak into a fog. Out with a bang, you will remember my name. I wanted to live forever, but this was a fame. If you had 24. When he busts out the prayer at the end of saying, I'll rape your daughter in front of you, I was like, this is the realest fool I've. Dad, you don't need. Tupac is dope, but you ain't heard this, yo. This fool is the craziest man alive. You know what I mean? With your mom and your stepdad in, in the church, what did what did they think about all this stuff? Well, they never let me like they would break my tapes in front of me and CDs if they caught me with anything. I remember my stepdad like uh, we were bump. I was bumping Biggie on the radio, and he goes Gucci down to the socks. I remember holding my little sister, and my stepdad thought he said coochie down to the socks. And this fool slapped me right there, and like my sister fell, like, bam. You know what I mean? And I was like, yo, would you? It's not even going down. It's the radio. They not, I'm playing the radio. You know what I'm saying? I'm not like trying to offend your household. You know what I'm saying? But like, uh, it goes down, man. Your record is very personal and, uh, uh, kind of funny and also very inspirational and those are things that um those are things that i imagine must have come from listening to something else besides just you know harlem world mace to dmx through uh, 24 hours to live 
DMX from like four four three two one and like joints on LL's album. My brother bought LL and I bought DMX. So heard the song, heard Red Man and Cannabis, and I was like, oh shit, these fools. So I got Muddy Waters and Cannabis's joint. And then from there, I heard Red Man sample Common, and I heard uh, the song with Cannabis in Common. And I was like, okay. So I eventually got, my boy played me, I used to love her. And I remember he was like, he walked out the room, came back in, and he was like, yo, did you hear that? And I was like, yeah, that was a dope girl song, y'all. I met this girl when I was 10 years old. And what I love most, she had so much soul. She was old school, and I was just a shorty never knew. Throughout my life, she would be there for me or the regular. Not a church girl, she was secular. Not about the money, those stuff was my checker, but I respected her. He was like, ah, oh, fool, you didn't even hear the song. So he played it again, left the room again. And um, I kind of, the last line, for some reason, stuck with me the second time I listened to it. So I kind of remember him saying, and the girl I'm talking about, y'all, is hip-hop. So I was kind of listening to it with that, even though I slept on it the first time it went through. You know what I mean? And I was like, changed my life. Stressing how hardcore and real she is She was really the realest Before she got in the showbiz I did her Not just to say I did it But I'm committed Girl, But so commit. many niggas hit it That she's just not the same Letting all these goofies do her I see niggas slamming her And taking it to the sewer But I'ma take her back Hoping that the shit stop Cause who I'm talking about Y'all is hip hop Con became a, a instant favorite I got One Day It All Makes Sense Before I owned Resurrection And I was like Still after all the DMX joints but uh, once I heard like retrospect and invocation, and I was just like, "Oh shit, this fool's is Were you writing rhymes then at the time? Yeah, uh, I actually started writing because of DMX. I just started writing really um, extreme raps that you know had nothing to do with who I was. You know what I'm saying? I was trying to find these. I was like different, like superheroes in my raps, but like grimy. DMX superheroes, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I went from there to like, uh, but I always freestyled, you know what I mean? That was my shit. I would like battle. I set up like ill battles at San Pedro High. I'd set up the hip hop club. We set up like battles with different schools, like official battles, you know what I'm saying? Um, we had ill battles at the auditorium and I never lost a battle. So it was dope. I was setting it all up, just winning all the shits and it just... It pumped my ego so majorly. I just stepped out of high school like I'm about to be the illest fool. So uh, I actually didn't even graduate. I, I would ditch every day going to my boy radio spot who would like, this fool like dropped out of ninth grade. He had, the first only person I ever met was straight F's. Changed every F on his report card to an A. Showed it to his mom. She continued to believe he had straight A's while he would ditch every single day. I would ditch with him, go to his crib, yo. This fool would like rig everything rig his nintendo up to like everything to his four track and he would make beats and he would have a a headphone hanging out his closet from like the corner of his room to the closet on the other side of his room recording me you know what i mean in his closet through a headphone but everything he rigged up you know what i mean the fool could like fix anyone's car you know what i'm saying but dropped out of school was like the little homie radio illis beatboxer too but uh, i just ditched with him every day and um we would make tapes but it was all freestyle. We would do radio shows. Like I would act like I was DMX, and he would act like Cher live. While he would be like making beats on the the like keyboard live, and I would like freestyle a song. We got a new DMX song, ladies and gentlemen. And then I turn it to DMX. 
what? You know what I'm saying? To do like a freestyle rap of this fool. And then he will come in like share, do you believe in love? And stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> or we'd be like, yo, we got DMX to share. So we used to do little tapes, give them away and stuff. But at the same time, I was like, my main thing was battling. You know what I mean? And then I heard Common and I met my boy Basic who worked for Wake Up Show. And he was like, start writing, man. All throughout the years, I would try to capture these songs. But I've done like probably four of like my own records before Below the Heavens that I felt like, yo, I got 20-something songs here and I'll put a cover to it or whatever and do little things. But um, I had this one that probably I sold like 500 copies, you know what I mean? But the main songs, I had three songs on there that talked about my life and those became everyone's favorite songs. Everything else on the record, no one cared about. All the battle raps and the You So Whack, Owl, whatever, whatever. They wasn't tripping on that, you know what I mean? So I would get into like explaining myself or just different ways of explaining my perspective on records. And I would see that people just thought I had an ill perspective, you know what I mean? So they would tend to like the songs and I would just get into more so writing down my perspective. And by the time I hooked up with Exile, he was like, that's your only dope stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was like, I'm straight on the battle raps. I'm straight on like the wild singing and the Busta Rhyme impersonations you know what I'm saying like let me, let's just go with this so uh you we, sent him you sent him that record of uh you doing dmx duetting with Cher, and he yeah, wasn't into yeah, it no nah, yeah but he liked radio's beats though <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, cool. yeah but uh me and exile just got down and um exile's like he's worked with aloe black who's a very introspective person you know what i mean who's done some very deep records and uh conscious records and um so he's you know, that's that's more of his vein, you know what I mean, of music or his forte. I don't know. But uh, Exile does raw stuff. He just don't like it from me. You know what I'm saying? He's like, yo, Joe Haas got the battle raps. Cassius King got the ill raps. Blue, just talk about some life stuff. It, it comes out dope, you know what I'm saying? And uh, we did about 50 songs, you know what I mean? And we've done, we did everything. We've covered songs. We did the whole DJ, MC songs. We So it wasn't just all life songs that we cut, but... That's end up what that's what end up making the record at the end of the day. It's the sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. My guest is Blue. He's half of the group Blue and Exile. Their album is called Below the Heavens. They're also performing at the Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival in Brooklyn, New York City. We'll have more with Blue when we return in just a minute. Production of The Sound of Young America is underwritten in part by Ask Metafilter. Thousands of life's little questions answered online at ask.metafilter.com. Just wanted to share a special thank you to all of the folks who donated in the recent pledge drive. Thanks in part to the Herculean efforts of an awesome crew of volunteers last week. Most of the shirts, posters, and other thank yous are in the mail. The rest are coming over the next week or so. Shirts are being shipped separately from thank you gifts, so don't be surprised if you get one before you get the other. And if you didn't donate, remember, there's no time like the present. You can always start a new monthly donation at MaximumFun.org. Just click on Donate. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy the presents. Welcome back to The Sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. When we left off with my guest Blue of Blue and Exile, we were talking about how he found his deeply personal voice as a rapper. Were there cases when you surprised yourself at how, how at the person at the level of personalness of uh, the the songs that you the rhymes that you wrote? 
one one I did and just recently I realized that it wasn't the greatest written rap but what I was actually able to get out of myself was pretty impressive like I'm impressed to this day but uh that's when I first started smoking weed <laughs> I just uh I wrote uh, a ridiculous probably 64 bar song it was like no hook no nothing but what I expressed in that, I've never been able to express still. You know what I mean? So I released it on um, the core mixtape. It's like a mixtape I put out called The Core. And um, it was a song on there called My Thoughts. You know what I mean? Very whack title. I couldn't think of anything for it, but literally. It was what I was just sitting down there spilling. Yeah, still probably one of my favorites today. being broke, trying to fit into gaps of infinite traps. Invented for blacks to have problems. I'm giving it back, cause that's nonsense. Calm sense in black, I've been calm since. Mind spit wisdom of the system I was brought in to. I'm walking through the walls made to hold me home. Papa once told me he was part of this group they call Pyrus. Niggas skip right over chips. They grip rifles, this means for survival. And he was once my idol. So how the fuck I think I'm raised to think? My Mind's too deep, a visionary never raised to blink Cleanse my soul, brush my teeth, spit in faces, fuck a saint Repent before I sleep, cheap religion A nigga finna piss on each amendment Wipe my eyes with the constitution, constipated feelings One of the themes that uh, crops up on the record is you basically struggling financially and it feels like you feeling feeling frustrated that your um that your art isn't just taking off and uh you know making you a superstar but instead is just something that's added work to the end of your regular job day yeah yeah tell me tell me why why you wrote about that theme that's because when i was working on below the heavens um i actually didn't have a job but that's what I was doing right before I was working on the record. You know what I mean? It was like trying to squeeze in time, literally walking major blocks to the studio if I didn't have money to catch a bus there. You know what I'm saying? Like pushing, yo. God put everything in order for me. You know what I mean? I had to go through different phases of everything to get to each level of my life. You know what I mean? It's like you have to accomplish a certain things, get your recording skills done before you can actually record a dope record. You know what I mean? Know how to record first. Know how you want to lay your vocals, how your voice your voice should sound on different types of beats. You know what I mean? Um, how to project your voice. What voices is you and what's not you. You know what I mean? I had to really get to a point to where I was like, that's not me. I don't know how I wrote all of that random. I don't know what I was listening to right before I wrote this rap, but that's not me. You know what I mean? I had to actually start realizing that what's a song that really is you lyrically uh probably soul amazing is my favorite i think it captures the whole record um it captures everything we were trying to do with the record it's um it's very scattered like each line some lines previous don't connect to the next line it's like statements you know what i mean but uh i feel like it it described everything it was like an ill poem you know what i mean and that's 
Like the record to me is like poetry and diaries. You know what I mean? Below the heavens. The soul provider, got a lot on the skillet, grilling it hard, bold, shark cold feelings, the dog billing and the light skinned in his disguise. My mind sickening, the fine vicious written in rhymes. Time tends it to describe how my lines ending. Your fine imprint, describe to your mind's index. My line chin checks and shine through your blinds instinct. The sun syndicate, fat as biggie with no pun intended. No pun intended to live. I pick up where we slid and run endless till I buckle and become windy. And all the air from my, my lungs slips into the sky like weed smoke. My peoples need hope and I'm the one with it. The soap provider, cold as fire, hot as ice. Rock the mic till I retire, die the son of Christ. Becoming one with life and live like death is uncertain. One curtain left and I'ma die with my gun bursting. Sun cursing till I must become one with the earth. Heaven and hell, I conquer whichever comes first. Know to rebel, my soul a la mode. Uh, my soul a la mode. You you have a song on here uh, 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 where you reminisce about your own life um, that samples in the chorus the song uh, uh, they reminisce over you oh, okay, uh, this, yeah, yeah. the uh, Pete Rock and CL Smooth song which was recorded about Trouble T Roy who had who yeah. had died yeah, yeah yeah and I thought it was very interesting because part of the part of the tension of the song is you talking about why you're reminiscing over your own life when you're still so young yeah, yeah tell yeah. me about what tell me about what led you to to make that record um to be honest first off it was the beat <laughs> the beat says like how time flies in it um it was actually a sample that i pulled and i was like yo x i think you should chop this and he eventually chopped it and i was like yeah we got to cut something to that so i would just reflect um a lot of my favorite records were like uh was it Memory Lane by Nas, you know, different um, Nothing to Do by Common, you know what I'm saying? A lot of like reflective records, you know what I mean? Where fools are just, even if it was just what they were doing at the time, you know what I'm saying? They made it seem like it was some throwback or whatever. I was just trying to explain um, a lot of highlights in my life, you know what I'm saying? Things that not necessarily made me, but I don't know, that stuck with me, you know what I'm saying? Even it, like if even if they don't make sense now and they do eventually you know what i mean it was just like things that stuck out and remembrance is what i call it it seemed like yesterday we was chasing an ice cream truck now we hoping that our ice bling plush is kind of crazy right one minute you a baby and the next you sexing without protection and now you holding a baby like damn I was just in your shoes, now you the papa that's adjusting they shoes, teach them to walk straight, cause honestly they got a long way to go, and what you tell them now is all that they know, see I remember when my folks said, you know what I mean, when you get older, I was only a teen, thinking that I was a grown up, please, I had so much to see, thinking the little that I saw was all this world had to offer to me, at 18 I headed off in the streets without guidance, just the eyes of God watching over me as time went, I spent hours working on a five to survive, me and Jack up in a shack started hustling, just to eat chips and soda Thinking we finna blow up once this demo gets done We gon' be stretched out rich, riding limos and such Boy, I was just a dreamer Rocking shows like I went gold You should've seen us, we was full of youth Not yet abused by time It's like I saw the whole world through my rhymes It's kinda crazy, right? You spent much of last year on a huge series of tours You toured all over everywhere um, and uh, in fact, you know, you're headed to New York. That's why we're doing this interview. Yeah. You must have met a lot of people who've heard the record. Have you have had instances where uh, you got you you heard from people for whom the record was particularly resonant? So much came from this record, like more than I ever thought would come from this record. The people, the actual people who I respect, 
that who respected the record was like, damn, fool, you know, such and such is like, fill it a record. We'll get like a MySpace message from whoever or a blog of from whoever or whatever. So it'll be dope stuff like that. But I will also get like, the fan messages will be like the illest ones. You know what I'm saying? Like I got, the illest message I ever got was uh, this girl, she was deaf. You know what I mean? And she was like, um, she usually, you know, chills with her friends and would like, you know, feel the vibrations of the music. And she was like, the vibration, and she just felt compelled to tell me the vibration she got from my music and being around her friends when they were listening to it, she was like, was like, you know, iller than she, she man, I'm, I'm not gonna break it down, but she would like, she said she would always put on a record and just like put her hands on the speaker and stuff like that. And it was just like real deep for me reading that message. It was like, I never thought it would get to that point. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was just going to be for hip-hop heads. You know what I mean? To enjoy. Um, but, you know, it's a lot of a lot of things. People, like, tell me they wake up every day to certain songs to help them get through something or this song help them get through this and that. I know I have a job now. I don't know how to describe that job, per se. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can do it better with a pen. But um, I know what it is. You know what I mean? And I'm... Um, Everything's kind of connecting now, you know what I mean? And it's going to take more time. I'm going to have to learn a lot more. But, man, I'm telling you, God's plan is just like, it's ill, you know what I'm saying? It's real ill, and it really doesn't have anything to do with me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, just trying to figure it out. Well, Blue, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, uh, get your manager to come pick you up at your house and drive you over here. <laughs> for sure, for to, sure. To be on the Sound of Young America. It was a pleasure to have you. It was a pleasure to be here, Jesse. Seriously, man. Appreciate it. Blue and Exile's album is Below the Heavens. They'll be performing at the Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival Saturday, July 12th. You can find more information at brooklynbodega.com. It's six o'clock, I'm hopping out of the bed. Rain falling, calling X, but my phone line's dead. I guess my bills ain't paid. No ride to work for the day. Second option, hop the bus, but it's a traffic delay. My boss tripping cause I'm running late and ain't no excuse. When I'm about to be 22, without a whip, I can swoop. Feel like I'm finna shoot my own dome with Chrono Escape. Zoning out, cause working, working out, I work what I make. My lady calling, bugging, always fussing. Just cause we ain't balling, but it's hard because the cousin's f***ing rich. Cause the husband's hustling. And I ain't Touching nothing but a mic. Five o'clock and off the work, ready to go home and right. But I ain't got a buck to catch the bus, chilling at the stop. Rain falling hard as ever, and it's soaking my socks. Kick my kicks off and took off my jacket. That's our time for another Sound of Young America program. I've been your host, Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. The show produced by Speaking Into Microphones. Our theme music written and performed by Dan Grayson with help from myself. Interstitial music provided by Dan Wally. Our intern is... Chris! We'll see you online at MaximumFun.org, where, among other things, you can check out on the blog next week an interview with the founder of the Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival and an interview with quote-unquote hipster rapper Mickey Facts. You can always email me. My email is jesse at maximumfun.org. We'll see you next time on The Sound of Young America.